Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of Jason Richmond, just prior to Christmas, before we all go on our wonderful holiday season. Uh, welcome, Jason. Good. Thank you, Julian. I appreciate the time and appreciate being here with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, for coming on. And I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about who you are. You're the founder and CEO of a company called Ideal Outcomes, uh, that you provide organisational development consulting uh, change implementation, uh, talent management, coaching, diversity and inclusion, and culture integ- integration into businesses of all sizes. Uh, so you do an awful lot uh, in that context. Uh, you're also a member of the Forbes Business Council as well, mm-hmm. and author, also an author, and we'll come on to that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I always ask my um, uh, guests is, you know, what do you love about what you do? You know, I think, Julian, I think the one the one thing that I'm passionate about um, is is providing assistance and guidance and and support for other people to succeed. Um, you know, I've I've the one thing that I love about what I do is when we're working with an organization or working with a group of people or working with an individual to see them uh, apply different skills or behaviors or, or, or take a different approach or different attitude and, and see success, uh, in a, in a higher level production or, or, or in a, a different type of business metric result. And, and that's what, that's what gets me up every morning is, is the ability to help other people be successful. And how did you get into that sort of sphere of, uh, of helping people, what, what, what was it? Has it always been there years ago? Or was it something it's, that's just it, it, it's, developed? It's, Julian, I, I, it's the way I was raised, right? And, and it, it, you know, when we, we spend a lot of time working with organizations talking about, you know, mission and purpose and, and, and core values and, and reflecting on, you know, where you've been, you know, the path you've taken, the journey you've taken to get where you are. And, and some of those, some of those core values are ingrained in you from a very, very young age, um, from a very young standpoint in your professional career. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it really does become kind of an attitude thing like that. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. So we're in, we're heading towards the end of the year. Uh, I know this episode yep. will go out sometime in January. Um, <laughs> And people start looking towards um, the sort of new year. Yeah. Sort of nice musical thing going on back around there. Yeah, it's uh, it, I believe it's a clock, and it's probably the top of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Always good to remind of our time. So yeah, so we're in, head, heading towards end of 2020. It's been an interesting year for all of us, I know, uh, and we're heading into 21. And mm-hmm. I guess. And business already be doing this and aiming to how do they start to create that sense of growth again and to stimulate excite our individuals but also to create i suppose a platform that will be sustained because we know we don't want growth that's just going to happen in the next first quarter we want it to sustain through the next 12 months and beyond and i know you've written a book how to ignite and grow and sort of um, sustain growth what are your sort of 
I suppose, your thoughts on that? And, how, and what are you talking with your clients at the moment about to help them with that? Um, right, right now, our conversations with clients is has been uh, more about evaluating um, our, our current processes, the way we do business, the way we've been doing business. Um, I mean, in, 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 in a, in a global pandemic, in a, in, in a world or a culture of, of unknown, um, of uncertainty, of a reactionary, you know, we have lived in a reactionary mode, um, for the last nine, 10 months, I, I think pretty much across the globe, that's pretty safe to say. And right now that we're, we've settled into a new normal. So now we're, we're really taking a look at what policies, what procedures, what processes, what do we need to shift? Um, what, what's not relevant and, and what do we need to tweak and pivot today moving forward? Um, Mm. because every organization out there has, uh, different structures or, or, or different procedures that really aren't relevant in today's world and, and, and won't be going forward. And, and really a lot of my conversations lately, Julian has been around, let's take a look at those first. Let, mm. let, let's see what your organization has to change and then work on putting together a plan on how to get that change um, strategized and then implemented. Well, you talked about sort of, you know, people talk about going back to the sort of the new normal, whatever the new normal is. Um, do you think we've arrived, not with me, we never arrived, but we, do you think we've come to a place that we're in a more normal place than we were like eight months ago? Um, and what things do we need to think about in this context if we want them to grow as people or as organizations? Um, first of all, yes, I, I think we have come to a place where where, where leaders and, and organizations are, are are not worried about okay, we, we've been through this. It's happened. Okay. Now we have to focus on the future. We've got to be forward thinking. And um, a couple of things that come to mind that we work on all the time is, you know, how does that change our relationships? So what focus do we need to put on our relationship within our own teams, our peers, our colleagues, um, maybe, maybe based on the remote workforce situation and that type of stuff, but also how does this impact our client relationships? Right. Mm-hmm. How do we, uh, you know, what what do we have to do to continually to exceed expectations with clients? Um, customers' expectations haven't changed in regards to customer service and response and mm-hmm. quality and consistency and that type of thing. So, um, how do we maintain that that customer relationship to the level we had before, and mm-hmm. and focus on that? And so, I think the the short answer to your question is is the focus on the quality of that relationship internally and externally. And how do we make that relationship? Let's think about in the internal piece, because I think if we yep. construct the internal piece, uh, we can then make it obviously a stronger organization. How do we make that quality? And on what sort of qualities do we need to sort of go on into that? Yeah. And, and I write a lot about this, um, Julian, and I, and I think there's, you know, I, there's, there's two, qualities that I speak about and talk about an awful lot, lot. And, it, and it's from a leadership perspective, but one is authenticity. Um, and, and people have always want, wanted authentic leaders. I mean, that, but, but I think that has been heightened to a level that we haven't seen before where, you know, people just want the real deal. 
they 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 want to know they want to know where they're at where they stand what's happening and and i think the need for authentic leadership right now in regards to how we communicate what we communicate um that type of thing including empathy into that authenticity mm-hmm. and and the second aspect of that then is is transparency so uh, i think from a leadership standpoint and when you look at leadership blind spots and and all you know bundle it all together uh, i think if leaders really strive to be authentic and transparent it's going to have major impacts on the uh, on the internal relationship side of things yeah, and I would agree. I think authenticity and transparency is key. You know, people want that sort of mm-hmm. reality of what you're saying and what you're doing is 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 cognitive of of all your values and purposes, and mm-hmm. there's no sort of blind spots or things yeah. you're hiding. Um, and also, you know, people want that transparency of openness, honesty of of the situation, because obviously Mm -hmm. we've been through uh, very traumatic announcements through our various governments of what may be or may not be happening. And and, and there's always a battle with how much you share and everything else. We know that. It's a real challenge. So bringing that authenticity, and and it's been at the forefront for a number of years, the authenticity, Mm -hmm. and it's not just within a leadership context, it's within a, you know, we've got a social media context in every Mm -hmm. aspect of our lives is being more real with each other. Um, you know, particularly like on the mental health side of things, it's really been important to be open and honest of your struggles. So how are you finding ways to create that authenticity and leadership? How you, what sort of things are you doing or what are people could do to get a bit more, a bit more authentic, be authentic, I should say. Yeah. And, and I think that's where empathy falls and, and Julian, where empathy, empathy comes into our, into our meetings, into our conversations. One thing I've been coaching a lot of people on in, in leadership roles is you need to increase the number of your one-on-ones, right? You, you need to take more effort and, and they don't have to be long conversations, but you, you need to take a deliberate effort to really try to understand where your employees, where your colleagues are at in, in their professional and personal lives. Um, every one of us have gone through some type of change. We're dealing with new environments. I mean, I was working with, um, I I am working with an organization that um, has like a lot, you know, 90% of their workforce is working from home, never have worked from home before. And, and out of that 90%, 60, 70% probably will never come back to the office. I mean, this is, these are the conversations we're having right now. And, you know, when this all first happened, everyone went to work home, took their laptop with them. Right. And, and, you know, but, but they're not used to working purely on a laptop. I mean, we had to go fundamentally all back to the basics and making sure every employee had what they needed in order to be productive monitors, um, kind of a dedicated workspace. You know, and helping people figure that out instead of sitting at their kitchen table or sitting sitting in their bedroom or sitting, you know, and and the distractions you have. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and and again, it's not something that you intuitively even thought about. People went home, took their laptop, everyone continued working, but but their environment changed, yeah, and you yeah. really, you know, and having that empathy and on, on, and everyone's environment's different. So having that level of empathy and really understanding where your employees and where your team mm-hmm. members are at i think is a big big first step to to being truly you know authentic mm. and Does that I make agree. sense I 
Yeah, no, no. And I think that empathy, and it's interesting, I think having that almost as your say guiding light was almost like a guiding heart, really, isn't it? And that's, yeah. that's what empathy is. And it's interesting, yeah, a lot of people have gone through the whole process of working from home, how to get more effective, and people's environments have changed. And it also, mm-hmm. what comes with that is where people were used to the social interaction, as in, mm-hmm. you know, going to the, you know, the coffee place to get a coffee or the water cooler, whatever you want to call it. And that was part of their, the way they worked. Yep. That's gone. And people are just sitting there looking at the screen. <laughs> and I guess it's, it's trying to, and, and I, I've had this with lots of clients, how to create this environment somehow that's not forced yep. or false, that can create those conversations in a more, not just a work sense, but in a social way. Um, how are you finding that, not just with your own company, but other companies you're dealing with, how are they creating that sort of helpful environment, I mean, to interact, to be more productive? Yep. Well, you know, you always have Zoom, Microsoft meetings, Teams, all that stuff, right? But I, I can't tell you over the last three months how many times I've heard I'm, I'm burned out, Zoom Zoom burnout, right? Mm. Um, a lot of organizations are you know, using the social media platforms, even have internal, you know, message boards and communication boards. Um, I think, uh, in my opinion, and what we've been working on is is pushing and striving for a, a higher level or a higher volume amount of, you know, recognition for people and people's efforts and what they've accomplished. Right? We've, we've focused a lot of efforts on, you know, really really pinpointing and socially communicating and, and, and highlighting accomplishments of people in difficult times. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not false recognition, not, not fluff, but really making that effort um, from a, from a teen span point on a social media standpoint to raise the level of recognition and appreciation, those types of things to make that social, that, that social, mm-hmm. you know, uh, connection, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, Deloitte, uh, Deloitte just published their human capital report that they do every year. And this was one of the first times in a long time that I noticed that they really talk a lot about belonging, right? Mm-hmm. So people in the workforce today, you know, in a remote workforce, that is one of the biggest characteristics that they've lost is that, that sense of belonging. So leaders, mm-hmm. managers, culture, um, uh, HR policies and procedures really need to have uh, the consideration of making sure your efforts provide the feeling of belonging for your for your workforce, and and those types of efforts I think help make that make that connection. If people feel like they belong, they'll be empowered, they'll be committed, they'll be engaged. It's interesting because we are we are we're social creatures, and we all yeah. need to be part of a group whether that's a you know sports group work group whatever contact we always have that's how we express ourselves socially yep. through our social identity with others yeah. and that belonging as you say you suddenly one 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 friday you were working in an office belonging to this group of people yep. and on monday for the next six months you and probably longer you've been at home yeah, and sort of connected virtually, and I, and it is a challenge to try and maintain that sense of belonging in the, in the social context. And you know, some are more extrovert, introverted, and a whole host of stuff that dynamics that come with that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a- abs- absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's going back to the 
sort of transparency piece, and, and I think this is where I talk to a lot of leaders where they struggle with with how much they can be transparent, whether there is a, a right or wrong. Is there a scale? Is there a grade of how you go, how transparent? And, you know, because you don't want to be pouring your guts out, or do you want to be pouring your guts out? And, you know, do you want to appear that you've got it all together, or do you want to appear because that's, that's positive or not? I mean, it's, what are your thoughts on on transparency and how far do we go? And what does it really mean in, in the context of a workplace? Well, my, when I think of transparency, I think of honesty. Right. Uh, and, 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 and transparent communication and things like that and new initiatives and new directions, you know, the, the level of commitment a leader has, you know, to his communication and to the efforts. Um, but it also has to be, there's got to be a little bit of optimism and motivation in that, in that mm-hmm. communication also. Yes, there's leaders and managers that can't communicate to the entire workforce everything that's going on. But what they can communicate is they've got to have a, the right positive attitude and 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 to be able to communicate it in a way and in a in a what I like to call what's in it for me. So when I work with managers or I do some coaching and I work on communications with organizations when my team engages with with a client about that type of communication, we really really push them to to their transparent communication is communicated in a way in what's in it for the person you're communicating to. So they see that benefit. They see that value in what you're saying. And, and I would, and, and I'd put that all under the umbrella of, you know, honesty, you know, I've worked with managers before, you know, that middle management level. And you've probably heard this over the years or in your career at some point when, when a supervisor or a director is communicated to team and he says he might position something or he or she might position something saying, well, I don't, I don't like it either. Um, I don't agree with it, but this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> That's not transparent communication. You know, you, you, you've, you, you've got to get behind that idea and, and, and communicate that in a way. And, and that is good for, it's good for the organization. It's good for the people within the organization. I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, that, no, that's it what does. really came I, to mind. Just on the honesty piece, because obviously there's an honesty piece and there's also a timing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And how much we share at various points, which goes down to being yep. effective communication. And, it, and it's that balance where you want to demonstrate your sharing stuff that people feel that you're not holding back, mm-hmm. you're not playing games, but they don't, and, but then sharing enough that they don't get overwhelmed and suddenly they're a bit like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, another thing with that also, um, we also push and strive leaders and managers in their transparent communication to throw out challenges. Right. Part mm-hmm. of transparent communication to me, in, in my definition, in my opinion, is it's a two way dialogue. So so be open enough to hear ideas uh, be inclusive enough to hear different approaches. Um, and a lot of times in your communication and, and, and especially in difficult times is get your employees input in their response instead of being mm-hmm. directive, right? Make it a two-way dialogue and say, this is our current situation, right? I'd be open to hear ideas, situations, nuances, something I haven't thought about. And, and it creates a, a power, a, a group of, empowerment a level of empowerment then instead of just a directive Mm. no no i I agree that sort of two-way 
Yep. And it feels that they're part of the, the situation or the problem or the solution or whatever, that it's a contributory sort of factor, isn't it? Yeah. They feel they're in it together. It's yes. not a you're being told to do this. Exactly. You're feeling you're empowered because we want you to to, to play a part. Um, exactly. What do you? We, there's a lot of talk about leaders being showing vulnerability, which is yeah. this sense of I suppose my definition of vulnerability. I suppose it stems back from the, uh, the sort of Brené Brown mindset of stepping into the arena without mm-hmm. the full knowledge of you're going to be successful or not successful. Where you sure you don't know all the answers. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we should be more vulnerable or is that too far? Um, I, I think there needs to be a level of vulnerability. Sure, it, it, it's a way to, to demonstrate who you are as a person, who you are as a leader. Um, it's a way for you to demonstrate your own core values and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think there is a level of vulnerability. However, with that said, um, I believe I believe the individual contributors in the workforce and, and organizations now are also looking for leadership. Mm, I mean, they're yes. looking for direction, right? They're looking for certainty, right? They're looking for a level of confidence, and 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 they're 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 hungry for you know, we're going to take this next step in 2021. We're going to accomplish these things. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it together. Right. So, so yes, there's a level of vulnerability that needs to be in there, but, but they, but they're striving and really looking for direction. And, and, and that takes a, that's a different leadership skill to be able to have that plan, communicate that plan and, and, and reassure and and build confidence in the organization that that plan is going to work. Mm, no, I totally agree. And do you, do you think this year has changed or should have changed the way we lead organizations? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. And in, 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 in all the ways we're talking about, in, in, in all the ways we're talking about, I, I, I think um, the level of, of, you know, Take micromanagement. I I don't. I mean, my personal opinion and belief, it doesn't. You know, very very few occasions to, is is that a relevant leadership style, right? Um, I mean, it, and and right now with remote workforces and different teams and agile leadership and agile work structures mm-hmm. and and cross functional groups and committees and work structures, um, I think our leadership uh, behaviors have changed dramatically. Yeah, and I think also there's been a, I suppose, a more heightened observational of what leadership should be doing because people are looking. Because surprisingly, as people don't want to be told what to do, people want leaders. And I, and I was talking to a, a leader recently about how to be, be more visible, uh, certainly in times mm-hmm. of uncertainty. And uh, an example I, I cited was it's like being on a on a on a on a on a boat or a ship or whatever, and you're heading into a, a storm, and you're one of the crew members, and you're and you're below, and uh, you get up onto the top, and you look up and you see the captain is there, he's giving it, you know, he's heading into the storm, and just at least he's there, and he's having a go, he's trying to steer where he's going, uh, but if you looked up and saw nobody at the helm, you'd be thinking, we're doomed, and it's that we're sense doomed. of leadership isn't that a sense of visible visible yeah. leadership but also having the courage to 
to have a go. Not entirely sure how we're going to do yeah. it, but we're going to have a go. And this is the direction we're going to head in towards. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I have, I have, have, I have seen, and and just an example of that that level of leadership um, with the organizations we work with and stuff like that. I have seen more uh, weekly or biweekly uh, communication updates to the entire organization about, you know, usually the, you know, top five or six highlights of the week or, or the two week period of what we accomplished as an organization from top level leadership, from a CEO, from a COO, from a, you know, C-level person. And, and when that is powerful and when that actually has an impact is when it's consistent Right. It, it, it can't be, you know, on a Friday and then go a month and then something else comes out. And then the next I mean, it, it's got to be it becomes kind of a consistent behavior. But I have seen more and more that type of leadership communication from an executive level, mm-hmm. updating the whole company on on direction and success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've seen a major impact within within morale and employee engagement because of those types mm-hmm. of activities. And efforts. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that word consistency. It's yep. the that keeping it going, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's a it's a, it's a wonderful security thing of having something consistent. People yeah. think it's quite dull and boring to be consistent, but actually people love it. It's actually people really it. helpful. <laughs> yep. And so as we as we enter 21 in the next couple of weeks, what other things would you tell a leader to be doing apart from what we've just discussed? What other aspects as we trying to continue to navigate these uncertain times and we're always on uncertain times, but on this sort of level, really. Um, be creative. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I talk about this and it's, it, you know, it, it's could be controversial, but check your, check your ego at the door. Um, check your, what, sir? your ego, check your ego at the front door. Yes. 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 Um, you know, it, everybody in the organization is 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 going into a new normal right and you'd be amazed at how many people within your organization and on your teams has powerful insight and powerful direction that could make your life and your job easier if you have the ability to sit back and listen and take it in and create an inclusive environment of different approaches, different ideas, um, from different angles, from different perspectives. And, and your job as a leader could become a lot more easy and a lot more effective if you check the ego at the door and, 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 and create that inclusive environment where you're open to hear these types of things. Mm-hmm. might take just a little more time, right? And I'm yeah. not saying you're going to implement everything you hear, right? But people love to be heard. Definitely, and yeah. and and it's amazing the power um, and the insight that you can gain from your team if you allow it. Yeah, and that's 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 the the wonderful thing you may get from it. You'll get things that you never even would have thought of yourself. Exactly uh, from your team, and it's it's almost a risk not to do that as opposed to that's risk right. to do that. Really, isn't it? Yes, correct. Correct. Yes. No, I think that's good advice for 21 is um, yep. put your ego at the door. I'll leave you at the door, just say, and um, <laughs> let your team be allowed to be more creative. No, that's fantastic. Now, you've written a book, and mm-hmm. um, 
you want to just tell me tell a little bit about what it's called, what it's about, what inspired it, and then where people can get hold of it as well? So that'd the, be important. The, the title is Culture Spark, and it's on Amazon, and there's an Audible version on Audible.com. Um, you can find it on Amazon. You could you can link it from my LinkedIn at Jason Jason Richmond, uh, Ideal Outcomes Inc. Um, off of LinkedIn. Um, but what inspired it is is in all our consulting work with organizations and groups of people and teams of people and alignment, you know, we, we've realized, I mean, we, all our work over the last 20 years have really impacted organizational culture, the work environment, how, the environment we create that we're working in to get, to get done what we have to accomplish. And, and I took two years and did nothing but interview executives, leaders, hundreds of them across the globe and all kinds of different industries, instead of sitting back and, you know, writing down my thoughts and ideas, I wanted to validate those thoughts and ideas and pull those best practices mm-hmm. into this concept. And we created a very, very simple, um, you know, culture model where what we're trying to do and what I tried to produce is a resource book for any leader, any manager yeah. that was dealing with a potential situation around engagement or personnel or culture at, that is full of different tools, ideas, templates, that they could take right out of the right out of the book, right out of the research, and 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 just implement themselves, um, you know, to to raise a level of of engagement, to raise performance within a team, mm-hmm. um, and and really, I I uh, I really wanted strive to take a very tactical, applicable, relevant, you know, approach that was easy to implement, and and that's what we accomplished with it. Um, and right now, um, I'm hoping to have, I'm, I'm working now and I'm, I'm on target to first part of March to kind of get the, the next book published around culture. And it's, it's more about, um, remote leadership current. Yeah. So I'm working on my second book. Yeah. I, I, I should have it, uh, should be out on Amazon. I hope by March 1st. Brilliant. Wow. That's amazing. So fantastic. So that first book sounds, I, sounds really sort of pragmatic, very practical, very yeah. almost hands-on type of approach. It, it 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 really is, and and you could also find it on my website, idealoutcomesinc.com. Perfect. That's brilliant. Well, I really great been talking with you, Jason, uh, yeah. and uh, talking about leadership and how we can be the best leader we can right now in this yeah. right situation. Um, how else can people get hold of you in terms of through your company? Is it? I would say through through the website idealoutcomesinc.com or through LinkedIn, and they can look just at Jason Richmond on LinkedIn or Ideal Outcomes Inc. Um, on LinkedIn, and they'll find contact information and emails and all sort of things. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on, and I do say have a, a good sort of holiday festive yep. period in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> You too, Julian. I certainly appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, I wish you the best. Excellent. Thank you. Cheers. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe, do share with your friends, and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.